Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. As we come together to celebrate these sacred mysteries, let us call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my grievous fault, therefore I ask the Blessed Mary of the Virgin for the aid and sins, and to you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. grace we are enriched with every blessing grant us so to pass from former ways to newness of life that we may be made ready for the glory of the heavenly kingdom through our Lord Jesus Christ your son who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit God forever and ever A reading from the prophet Daniel. In Babylon there lived a man named Joachim. He had married Susanna, daughter of Hidikiah, a woman of great beauty, and she was God-fearing because her parents were worthy people and had instructed their daughter in the law of Moses. Joachim was a very rich man and had a garden attached to his house. Jews would often visit him since he was held in greater respect than any other man. Two elderly men had been selected from the people that year to act as judges. <coughs> of such, the Lord said, Wickedness has come to Babylon through the elders and judges posing as guides to the people. These men were often at Joachim's house and all were engaged in litigation used, used to come to them. At midday, when everyone had gone, Susanna used to take a walk in her husband's garden. 
the two elders who used to watch her every day as she came in to take her walk gradually began to desire her. They threw reason aside, making no effort to turn their eyes to heaven and forgetting its demands of virtue. So they waited for a favourable moment and one day Susanna came as usual, accompanied only by two young maidservants. The day was hot and she wanted to bathe in the garden. There was no one about except the two elders spying on her from their hiding place. She said to the servants, bring me some oil and balsam and shut the garden door while I bathe. Hardly were the servants gone than the two elders were there after her. Look, they said, the garden door is shut. No one can see us. We want to have you, so give in and let us. Refuse and we will both give evidence that a young man was with you and that was why you sent your maids away. Susanna sighed. I am trapped, she said. Whatever I do, if I agree, that means my death. If I resist, I cannot get away from her. <laughs> but I prefer to fall innocent into your power than to sin in the eyes of the Lord. Then she cried out as loud as she could. The two elders began shouting too, putting the blame on her and on, and one of them ran to open the garden door. The household, hearing the shouting in the garden, rushed out by the side entrance to see what was happening. Once the elders had told their story, the servants were thoroughly taken aback, since nothing of this sort had ever been said of Susanna. Next day a meeting was held at the house of her husband, Joachim. The two elders arrived in their vindictiveness, determined to have her put to death. They addressed the company. Summon Susanna, daughter of Hilkiah and wife of Joachim. She was sent for and came accompanied by her parents, her children and all her relations. All her own people were weeping and so were all the others who saw her. The two elders stood up with all the people round them and laid their hands on the woman's head. Tearfully she turned her eyes to heaven, her heart confident in God. The elders then spoke. While we were walking by ourselves in the garden, this woman arrived with two servants. She shut the garden door and they dismissed the servants. A young man who had been hiding went over to her and they lay together. From the end of the garden where we were, we saw this crime taking place and hurried towards them. Though we saw them together, we were unable to catch the man. He was too strong for us. He opened the door and took to his heels. We did, however, catch this woman and ask her who the young man was. She refused to tell us. Since they were elders of the people and, and judges, the assembly took their word. Susanna was condemned to death. She cried out as loud as she could, Eternal God, you know all secrets and everything before it happens. You know that they have given false evidence against the, them. And now have I to die. Innocent as I am of everything, their malice has invented against me. The Lord heard her cry, and as she was being led away to die, he roused the Holy Spirit, residing in a young boy named Daniel, who began to shout, I am innocent of this woman's death. At which all the people turned to him and asked, What do you mean by these words? 
Standing in the middle of the crowd, he replied, Are you so stupid, sons of Israel, as to condemn a daughter of Israel unheard and without troubling to find out the truth? Go back to the scene of the trial. These men have given false evidence against her. All the people hurried back, and the elders said to Daniel, Come and sit with us and tell us what you mean, since God has given you the gifts that elders have. Daniel said, <clears throat> Keep the men well apart from each other, for I want to question them. When the men had been separated, Daniel had one of them brought to him. You have grown old in wickedness, he said, and now the sins of your earlier days have overtaken you. You, with your unjust judgments, your condemnation of the innocent, your acquittal of guilty men, when the Lord had said, You must not put the innocent and the just to death. Now then, since you saw her so clearly, tell me what tree you saw them lying under. He replied, Under a majestic tree. Daniel said, True enough. Your lie recoils on your own head. The angel of God has already received your sentence from him and will slash you in half. He dismissed the man, ordered the other to be brought, and said to him, Spawn of Canaan, not of Judah, beauty has seduced you, lust has led your heart astray. This is how you have been behaving with the daughters of Israel, and they were too frightened to resist. Now here is a daughter of Judah who could not stomach your wickedness. Now then, tell me what tree you surprised them under. He replied, under a holm oak. Daniel said, true enough. Your lie recalls on your own head. The angel of God is waiting with a sword to drive home and split you and destroy the pair of you. Then the whole assembly shouted, Blessing God, the Saviour of those who trust in him. And they turned on the two elders whom Daniel had convicted of false evidence out of their own mouths. As prescribed in the law of Moses, they sentenced them to the same punishment as they had intended to inflict on their neighbour. They put them to death. The life of an innocent woman was spared that day. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks to you, God. If I should walk in the valley of darkness, no evil would I fear. If I should walk in the valley of darkness, no evil would I fear. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. Fresh and green are the pastures, where he gives me repose. Nearest for waters he leads me, could revive my drooping spirit. If I should walk in the valley of darkness, no evil would I fear. He guides me along the right path, he is true to his name. If I should walk in the valley of darkness, no evil would I fear. You are there with your crook and your staff, 
daybreak he appeared in the temple again, and as all the people came to him, he sat down and began to teach them. The scribes and Pharisees brought a woman along who had been caught committing adultery, and making her stand there in full view of everybody, they said to Jesus, Master, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery, and Moses has ordered us in the law to condemn women like this to death by stoning. What have you to say? They asked him this as a test, looking for something to use against him. But Jesus bent down and started writing on the ground with his finger. As they persisted with their question, he looked up and said, If there is one of you who has not sinned, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. Then he bent down and wrote on the ground again. When they heard this, they went away one by one, beginning with the eldest until Jesus was left alone with the woman, who remained standing there. He looked up and said, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Neither do I condemn you, said Jesus. Go away and don't sin any more. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. As usual with the fourth gospel, there is so much written between the lines. And one of those themes today is Jesus' own divinity. And the question lies there, who 
who is without sin? Obviously only God. And who is left at the end? Only Jesus. Who can forgive sin? Obviously only God. But Jesus implicitly does. It was Jesus who the scribes and Pharisees were really after, not the adulterous woman. As usual, they try to catch him out. They believe they have a clear-cut legal case. They feel that Jesus can't get out of this one. If he didn't condemn the woman, he would confirm their view of Jesus as someone who broke God's law and was therefore a sinner. However, the Lord, as always, is too clever for them. One by one they go as they are challenged by Jesus. They cannot now proceed because he has challenged them to admit they are sinless, and they cannot openly admit this, though they may think it. Jesus forgives the woman conditionally. He accepts the woman is guilty. He certainly doesn't condone her sin. But she is forgiven, but he tells her not to sin anymore. He calls her to live in a new way. The Lord accepts that we are not perfect, but he demands a metanoia, a change of heart. And we are called to make a fresh start when we have let each other and God down. Jesus Christ came to save us, and he knows we are easily tempted, that we fall, we sin, but he offers us a way back. He invites us to share his life. That means surrendering <coughs> to him, opening our hearts to him and allowing him to fill us with his love, his peace, his forgiveness and his mercy. In essence, we're called to surrender to his way, his way of doing things. There is no limit to the Lord's love for us, nor is there a limit to his desire to forgive us. The only limits to love and forgiveness in our lives are the limits we put on ourselves. Just ask the Lord to hear our particular needs this morning. <coughs> we approach the great feast of Easter, let us remind ourselves of how much we need the Lord's forgiveness, how much we need his mercy, how frail we are, but with him we are strong. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Let us pray for all those who are falsely accused, that we may always stand firm in seeking truth and righteousness. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all who are sick at this time, especially those who have asked for our prayers, that God may bring them healing and strength. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, hear all our prayers which we make through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. 
Pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for Godhood and the good of all his holy church. Grant, we pray, O Lord, that, preparing to celebrate the holy mysteries, we may bring before you as the fruit of bodily penance a joyful purity of heart, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with and your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God. For through the saving passion of your Son, the whole world has received our heart to confess the infinite power of your majesty, since by the wondrous power of the cross your judgment on the world is now revealed and the authority of Christ crucified. And so, Lord, with all the angels and saints, we too give you thanks as in exaltation we acclaim. Sanctus. Sanctus. created rightly gives you praise for through your son our lord jesus christ by the power and working of the holy spirit you give life to all things and make them holy and you never cease to gather a people to yourself so that from the rising of the sun to its setting a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name therefore o lord we humbly implore you by the same spirit graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith 
Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray, upon the oblation of your Church, and, recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you will to reconcile us to yourself, Grant that we, who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son, and filled with his Holy Spirit, may become one body, one Spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you, so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, with St. Gregory the Great, and with all the saints, on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth, with your servant Francis our Pope, the Order of Bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people, you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. To our departed brothers and sisters, and to all who are pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory, through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O Almighty God, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Lord, we pray from every evil, graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope 
and the coming of our Saviour Jesus Christ. For the, For the kingdom, kingdom of God and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And, and with your spirit. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. takes away the sin of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but as you say the word, and my soul shall be healed. By the blessing of your sacraments, we pray, O Lord, that through them we may constantly be cleansed of our faults and, by following Christ, hasten our steps upward toward you, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And as with your spirit. Set free from their sins, O Lord, we pray, the people who call upon you, that living a holy way of life, they may be kept safe from every trial, through Christ our Lord. Amen. And the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God.